Thou art worthy, O Lord. What a course to start off our service with. Let's stand and just welcome God's presence here this morning. Lord, once again, we've come into your house. We've gathered in your name to worship you and to reverence you and to learn about you and to be ministered to and to lift up your name and to praise you, Lord. You've done so much in our behalf and you've done so much in our lives and encouraging us to follow you and guiding us each step of the way. You've been so long-suffering and merciful with each one of us. We thank you for all that you've done. We ask that you would just uh, escort us into your presence this morning with the service. May everything be done according to your will. We desire to please you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Take up your praise and worship book and prepare to... Worship the Lord together as our sister comes and leads us in singing. Well, appreciate the Lord's presence as the music was played here this morning. Exalting God, the great God of the universe, reading in Isaiah this morning, chapter 40, about how great God is, and we're just as grasshoppers in his sight. <laughs> it just made me have such an appreciation that a great God would look down on us human beings and get us ready for heaven. Well, I'd like to start with a chorus out of the light blue chorus book on page number nine. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Number nine. Shall we stand together as we sing it, please? Thank you. 
call him our Lord. Just as Thomas did back there when he saw him, he recognized him, he's my Lord, and I'm thankful for that today. Let's turn to number 77 in our hymnals. Blessed be the name. 77. saved or sanctified many years ago, but he's the same today. His blood is just the same and it ever will be. Amen. Well, shall we turn back to number this is awful, I get up here. 165. I have it picked out ahead of time and it slips my mind. 165, the haven of rest. If you don't mind, I'll ask you to stand again while we sing. I think we can sing better for us.
Anybody with a testimony? The first two verses of the song is my testimony. I yielded myself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Help me to yield to Him. Praise I the Lord. I thank Him. It's a privilege to serve Jesus. I Amen. love Him. I thank Him for His mercy and His grace, His word, His 
Amen. I praise His holy name. Praise the Lord. Good. Good. Amen. The bus came up to me Friday morning, which is starting on my weekend. And he said, Do you want to take vacation this week? So I said, Yes, I'm on vacation this week. And I thank the Lord for that. So I got to tie a celebrate. All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord for vacation. Amen. Need those times of rest, don't we? Good. Good. Anybody else? Amen. I appreciate the encouragement that I found in him even this day. And, Praise the uh, Lord. Thank you for his, for his goodness, for his goodness to me, his mercy. Um, yes. I was thinking this morning of uh, the, the circumstances my life has fallen into and how few there are that have, uh, have been blessed in the ways that I have been blessed with having the truth, uh, being brought up in the truth and knowing what the truth is. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. With that comes a great responsibility. And I don't want to fail the Lord uh, of what He's given to us. We have to be stewards of what He gives to us. And I, it's my desire to, to be led in His hand and Amen. To, to be controlled by Him. And there was a time when uh, I was, uh, it was my desire to make my own way and find my own way through things. Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes we maybe learn the hard way. But his way is his ways are best. We don't Amen. always know what's best for us. Uh, but I appreciate his goodness to my heart. And I was listening to a, a, a message by Brian Spangler, which he preached here several years ago in revival, and uh, he, he quoted this quote. Uh, I was driving along last night. I was listening to a, a couple, actually, a couple messages by him. He made this quote. And he said, uh, "Don't." Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell your storm how big God is. That's good. I like that. And uh, sometimes uh, circumstances, we all face things that, uh, big things, sometimes small things, maybe on a daily basis, sometimes there are big crises uh, mm -hmm. that come. But uh, the enemy the would like to come and say, well, how are you going to get through this? Or how are you going to find a way? How God, how God going to work through that? And how is he going to take care of that? Mm -hmm. uh, but he has ways that are above and beyond our ways this morning. I, I appreciate that this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's about to preach my message. Got to put him, sit him down. <laughs> thank the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God that his ways are perfect. I was just yes. thinking about that this morning and praying for his will to be done in this service. And it just occurred to me, you know, if God's will is done in this service, then everything will be just right. And Amen. Praise the Lord. Good, good. Amen. Anybody else? Yes. I'm thankful this morning, too, that I've ever anchored my soul in the haven of rest. Amen. Yet, I don't rest in that. There was a time this week that voices were coming to me from all directions, and I didn't know which way to turn. And I said, dear Lord, I was just as helpless to find my way to heaven as I was when I took the first step. Amen. I'm thankful that he keeps us dependent on him. Amen. Say, no, I know the way. We can try to show others the way, but as far as taking the next step ourselves, sometimes we feel totally helpless. But 
I'm thankful that he can bring us through those times and Amen. let us know how things are in our heart. And I do love him today and I want to serve him with all my heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good. Good. He's praying about that very thing. He said, Lord, I need your guidance. I need your help. I need your strength just as much as I ever have. I believe it was A.W. Tozer, great theologian and preacher and one we look up to quite a bit. He was a great influence on my life, even though I never got to meet him, but read much after him and listened to his preaching. But He said, God will never do anything for you or give you anything to help you become more independent of him. God wants us to be dependent upon Him. God wants us to look for His leading and look for His strength and rely upon Him. He is trustworthy, thank the Lord. Praise His name. I was blessed by that song. He is the anchor. Amen. He is our anchor. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? All right. Well, let's prepare our hearts to go to prayer this morning. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's presence, isn't it? It's just refreshing to take a day each week and set aside to worship Him and to seek His face. What would we do without this day of rest? Many people think they can accomplish more and rearrange their schedules and things, but God has a plan to best fit the needs of His people. Amen. We need Him. We must have Him. Praise the Lord. Any other testimonies on your heart this morning? All right, if Brother Mike will come, we'll pass the morning offering. I'm so glad the Lord has provided for all our needs and our bills. I've heard of services where they'll pass the plate and count it real quick while the service is still going on and then say we haven't received enough, we need to pass it again. Or sometimes the ushers will stand in front of you until you put more money in. If Mike ever does that to you, you just talk to me about it. I'll take care of things. <laughs> but the Lord has blessed us so much, and the lights are on, and we have a warm place to meet when it's cold, and a cool place to meet when it's warm. We're blessed. We're blessed. We're not starving by any stretch. I probably put on a few extra pounds of this good cook the Lord's blessed me with, but it's good to be in God's house and in His presence, and you just find the Lord. He loves a cheerful giver. But God is, God is not a beggar. He's not a beggar. He has all the resources in this whole world. And He's providing for our needs. Amen. You ask the blessing, brother. Dear Lord, we ask you to bless this offering to the uplifting and building of our kingdom. Bless those who do and those who don't have to give. And multiply and glorify as only you can do. In our name we pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs>
Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. We think about how big God is and how much resources He has and all that He is and the sustainer of all life. And that should bless our soul that He's working in our favor. Amen? He's working out things to our best interest, to our good, and He's here to help us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I don't get real blessed just hearing about how rich people are. But that starts to encourage me when they want to take interest in me. <laughs> Excuse me. But thank the Lord. We serve a benevolent Father, a good shepherd who watches over us and cares for us and provides for all our needs. Praise His holy name. Amen. Well, we'll come, come at you with a special this morning. That's just to see if you're awake. <laughs> the song says, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. That's the cry of my heart today. That's what I want to be like.
Praise the Lord. Good. Is He the only thing that takes your attention and your focus and your desire? Praise the Lord. He alone, He alone is my heart's desire, and I long to worship Him. Praise the Lord. All hearts clear this morning. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good. Good. Praise His name. Let's take your Bibles and turn to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. And stand with me if you would for prayer. We're going to start reading at verse number 11 and follow through at verse number 14. But our key verse is going to be found in verses 11 and 12. Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. He says here, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Let's pray. Once again, Lord, we come to you asking for your help. We thank you that you've given us your word. We ask that you would give us your interpretation, your personal application to our lives. We desire to live pleasing in your sight. You alone are the one we aim to please and obey and to follow. Guide us as your sheep. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Backing up here to verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. That's encouraging. Doesn't sound like anybody's been left out, does it now? Aren't you so glad that the Holy Spirit is freely given to them that ask, and He freely ministers to all mankind, He ministers this grace to all mankind, I want us to understand some things about this grace before we move to verse number 12. It says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. It's an indiscriminatory grace, if you will. It's appeared to all men. It's appeared to everyone. 
It's speaking to everyone. It's the grace of God. It's God's voice. It's God's influence. And what is it? What else can we understand? Well, it's, it's the, the grace that's undiscriminatory, the grace that has appeared to all men, that all men get this grace. All men are experiencing this grace as the Lord speaks to them and guides their hearts and ministers to their hearts and tries to lead them to the truth. He says that it, it's the grace that hath appeared. It's not some grace reserved up in a heavenly warehouse that's unused, untouched for just special occasions, but it's active, it's working, God is working. I would encourage those of you who are praying for a family member or a loved one to keep praying because that grace of God is working in their life day after day and moment by moment the Lord is found faithful. There's not going to be anyone that points their bony finger at God on judgment day and said, I never knew the way. You never sent anybody to tell me the way. I had no idea which way was the right way, but every man will stand before God and this grace will be revealed again in each account in a person's life. I believe that when we stand before God on Judgment Day, everything will be revealed just as if you're watching a movie. You'll remember, you'll recount, and God will make you aware and possibly before all the world. Maybe all the world will see it too. Every single account when God spoke to that sinner's heart. Every single thing God did to try to influence them, to try to lead them and to woo them to Himself. They'll be aware of that. I think that's going to be one of the tortures of eternity in hell without God. Is that a person will remember. Their conscience will continue to gnaw on them. They will remember the times that God spoke to their heart. They will be able to rehearse those times when they heard God knocking on their heart's door and didn't answer the call. What a place to be without God. After he's worked so hard after he's done everything possibly that he could do to influence a soul, to choose the way of holiness, to choose the way of redemption. He's done everything except for make that decision for us. And he's left it up to each individual soul. We're all souls and we have a free will. As one man put it, we're free moral agents. We can choose to do right or we can choose to do wrong. We can choose the way of God or we can choose the way of the devil. We can choose the things, the, as one song says, the, the holy pleasures that will last. And rejection, sin's pleasures that will soon be passed. There's a choice. There's a choice. But this grace has appeared to all men. It makes visible the way of God. There's a revelation of the truth. And it's God's grace that brings that revelation. It's God's grace that manifests the way that a person should walk. Sin is when a soul says, yes, Lord, I know that that is the way, but I'm going to walk this other way instead. Yes, Lord, I'm very much aware that that's what I should do. I'm very much aware that that's the way I should go. I'm very much aware that that's what I should change in my life. But you know what? Instead, I'm going to go the other way. But it's God's grace that reveals that. It's God's grace that uh, makes salvation appear. And we understand that grace is not just to make a person feel good. There's times when God's grace will make a sinner feel bad for their sin. Do you remember back in the day, if you've become a Christian, you remember back in the day when you felt bad for your sin? That's the Holy Spirit working. That's God's grace working in a person's life to prepare them to be ready to change.